Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. It is episode four Times Square of Trust a Process. A little bit different intro this time, and I'm sure you're going to wonder why. You could probably put two and two together why we're playing Hey There Delilah for our intro music tonight. But first off, Sal, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Oh, we're just living life. Let me get squared away here. You know, I wasn't prepared. Well, you're never prepared, but I kind of want to hear what you mean by that. Well, I was on the uh, old phone doing some texting. Well, when are you not doing that? Let's be honest. I don't text very often. Let's be honest here. I mean, I I don't believe that because anytime I'm around you, your phone is buzzing off the wall. I get texted often. I don't respond often. Well, well, looking at your numbers, yeah, that typically tends to be the case. Right. What do you mean my numbers? <laughs> your unread messages or whatever, whatever you got oh going my, on over hey. there. We don't need to go into that, though. That's not what our topic is tonight. That's um, just private information. You're, you're right. You're right. But yeah. the reason why we dove into Hey There Delilah as our opening music tonight is because our opening topic happens to be about long date, long distance relationships, long distance dating, anything along the lines of that. And Sal, first off, Always got to start with, have you had any experience with this? Long distance? Yeah. You know, about two weeks before I <laughs> said, fuck this and left. In what scenario? I, I Maybe I don't remember what you're talking about. But... Chicago girl. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you can share that story, but. No, they just wanted me to, they wanted me to like devote more time and I didn't have more time to devote and they gave me ulterior motive. What do you mean an ulterior motive? Uh, they told me to quit baseball managing to spend more time with them so I could travel on weekends. For what, though? Like, I, I guess I context, there, there was just no context behind that. They just wanted you to come hang out. Well, they wanted me, I told them I couldn't come until after fall ball. And they said, I want to see you earlier than that. I said, well, you can come here to Nebraska. They said, no, you should come here. And they said, you should just quit baseball. And I said, goodbye. <laughs> But see, the weird thing, though, is you actually, like, for at least a week there, you tried it, correct? Yeah, we tried it for, like, two weeks, and it was, like, fine until they wanted to. They couldn't handle the situation. Was it they couldn't handle it, or was it you? No, I was fine waiting a couple weeks, but I wasn't going to. It was fall ball. In the, so fall ball is, like, six weeks, seven weeks long. You don't have any time. You literally go six days a week so I couldn't like it's not like I could drive on a Friday or leave on a Thursday go to Chicago come back Sunday night I mean that's what you're describing there's a pretty rare instance of the long distance relationship where you can actually see the person in person yeah 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 if you actually made the effort yeah there's a lot of people and I, I guess <laughs> my story isn't really long distance dating but more so long distance I met this person when we were close and then they moved away and then you tried to build something while they're away, even though it didn't really work. That that's, way. Like, that's what most people end up doing. You know, they end up having to be like a, a flight away or two flights away, or they're uh, they're serving a great country in the military. So obviously, long distance can work because we see it happen a lot with our military people um, serving our country and doing doing good work there. So, but how does long distance work, or should it work? 
with those of us who don't have military obligations. Should it work? I mean, I don't know. It depends on both sides and the situation, obviously. I mean, if yeah. if one's half-assing it while the other one's putting in all the work, sometimes that happens to be in relationships where you're just yeah, you're <laughs> near each other. I mean, I've done that way too well. But, um, I, I mean, it's almost completely, it's a lot more heightened and it's a lot more sensitive, especially when you're doing long distance like that. Uh, you have to be more on top of what each other needs because if not, I feel like because that distance isn't just kind of like a physical thing. It can also be like a uh, a figure of how your relationship actually is and you start to grow because of that distance and the distance can actually like work in many different ways to help pull you guys apart. I think there's a confidence level. So when you think of long distance relationship, there has to be a, a certain level of confidence and um, trust in your partners, like right? Because well, that's the foundation. It has to be the foundation. Oh, you have to have trust. That they're gonna be, they're gonna treat you right and respect you and be loyal to you. And you also have to be confident that you guys have a strong bond and a strong relationship, and that you guys can make it work. That's like the foundation and key to this. Because without those two things, and that's not just like in a long distance thing. That's in every relationship but so much more paramount when you're further away mm-hmm. um like you see all the time you see people that go to college with their high school sweethearts they last a, 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 i mean maybe a year and it doesn't work out because- we can tie that into this long dis- distance thing too is i mean a lot of these high school sweetheart situations yeah they're more they're- often than not turns into one of those that's what they I mean that's what that's what it is because they go to college they they're living in that college scene, or they're one person's at Ohio State, one person's at Kentucky. One's you know, at Dayton. One's at one's at Ohio State. One's at Arizona University, right? Because there's so much more temptation. There's so much more avenues. So much more freedom. Um, but is it time what? schedules? I mean, everything plays against you, right? Because even time zone. Like if you're lucky enough to be in the same time zone, that's one thing. But let's say right. You're in Ohio, you're in Arizona, so now you're three hours apart. That, that's a really good so point. So I've got a friend. I've got a friend who actually just went through this. They, one, was in, one was in Michigan, one was in Arizona. In Arizona, And they had to really fight, and not fight, but really work hard to make sure that they were able to endure that whole process, and that, that long-distance relationship. And they did, they did a good job. I mean, you know what I mean? They're really, really happy together. They're still together, and they're still, they're still moving pretty strong. So it's definitely possible. It just takes hard work and dedication, um, and those those key components, trust, and what have you. So one of the, I mean, one of the things I took away from what you just said is a lot of the obstacles you're talking about yeah. are things that aren't just mutual. They're not like exclusive to just long distance relationships. But it's heightened. It definitely is heightened, and I, I kind of pointed to that off the top. A lot of the things that can go wrong in a relationship tend to be heightened because the distance kind of you know, it can play with someone's mind when it comes to thinking about those things. But, like, along the lines of, like, distractions and whatnot, I mean, that happens no matter if you guys live in the same place or if you're, like, 2,000 miles away. Stuff like that is fluid, but it's how you handle those situations that can be different in those in those different uh, scenarios. Yeah. Because most of the time, when you're in a long-distance relationship, your partner probably doesn't even know that you're suffering from those certain distractions if you're the type of person to hide that stuff from their plain plain sight of view or whatever. 
Now, if you guys are together and you're living together and whatnot, those distractions, it's pretty easy for your partner to pick up on it some way, somehow. There's a lot of different differences in it, but at the end of the day, they all kind of like converge to one center point and it all kind of, you know, there's a lot of overlapping theories. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to have trust. got to have, so got to have all these components and almost has to be like the perfect storm, right? Because so dating is at least in the last... Uh, 135 years. Yeah. That's pretty specific. <laughs> Last 135-ish years. I mean, that's, that's a very ish. It's like dating for love, right? It's kind of a relatively new concept. Next, you also have, so you date for love, and then you also date because you're, you date proximity for the most part. Does that make sense? I think it's in our nature to do that. Well, it's because that's who you see. So you usually date proximity because that's who you see the most often. But I think this whole new era of online dating well, has that's, actually that's, kind of grown that. That's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Is that, so it used to be that the proximity was like the thing. And we still, for some some degree, we're still proximity because, okay, before it was, you always see the stories, I married my neighbor, my neighbor's, my neighbor's daughter or whatever, or I married the kid down the street because that's like, that was proximity for them. Now it's like, oh, I grew up in Pickerington and I married the person from Hilliard. That's the new proximity. But, and so that's like that's like what's close. That's what's close. And that's usually what works. But now when you have someone sent from Ohio trying to date someone from California, proximity goes out the window. So now you have to create a whole new rules, whole new ball game. How do you make it work? What are the steps? What are the processes? Where's the book? There's no book for this. You're flying blind here. I think you can even just look in the past, and like I brought up before you went on your thing there, is about the online dating scene. Just looking even in the past 50 years and how much long-distance relationships yeah, have yeah. changed. I mean, it's back easy. then, back, well, it's a lot easier now. There's so many different avenues. Back then, it was like, you know, your phone. And even then, you know, we, we've known how phones have developed over the past not even considering the past 50 years, let's go the past 20. So even even in the past 20 years, the way dating, and especially in long-distance terms, has changed so much. Yeah. I don't think for our generation as much, it's kind of taking us time to develop to it. It's been the people that are like, that were born in like the 60s, 70s that are dealing with that. It's kind of opened their eyes to it. I think it affects them more, that change. <laughs> you think it's easier with FaceTime and Skype to long-distance date? For some it is. For me, it's not. I've come to find out, you know, I just, there was, I've said it on previous episodes, there was a girl that I was interested in and I met here at Ohio State and eventually went back home. And I mean, again, it was one of those things that wasn't actually a formed relationship before the person left. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it necessarily fits, but I can <laughs> attest to what that feels like. I, I Obviously, my f- intentions and feelings for that person were real at the time. And I love her to de- death as a friend right now. But just in terms of when I was in that moment FaceTiming and, you know, I actually had those long distance relationship feels to it. It felt like it to me at some points. Um, it's just, it kind of leaves you wanting more. Unfortunately, that's just the downside of it. While it has so many perks to it, it's just kind of like, wow, you're like, I can actually see you. You're right here in the palm of my hand, but I can't like do anything else besides that yeah it kind of it i don't want to say it heightens 
all the distractions you have going on around you and it just kind of, you know, when you finish doing those events with your person that is in a different location, it can kind of make your mind go crazy and you kind of can get caught up in those distractions more. I don't know if I'm making just a loose connection between all those things, but just speaking from myself, it just, it sucked because you're, you're like, you're right there. This thing could be almost perfect except for the fact that they're not there with you right there at that moment. I get that because it's like you have like, it's, um, you have like a sample for a small bit. And it's a sample and there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you'll lose a lot of like, you can't have the physical touch, the quality time. You have quality time, but no physical touch. You can't give a hug. It's, there's, there's, a, there's certain barriers that are taken away from you. So I get that. I guess. See, it's so hard because it's dependent on the person for the most part, too, and the people, not just one person, but the pe the people involved, right? Because could you do long distance? Me, I mean, if that friend that I have and we developed something before she had left, yes, I feel like you have to at least develop some type of relationship or some type of foundation before you guys are separated in that that distance. For it to be something, and for myself included, I feel like I need that foundation because if you kind of are just trying to build it while you're in the distance part of it, I don't know how much I can really see that going forward as yeah. something that would work. So, but you think you think you could do it if you had? If I built the foundation that is set in stone, that is a very solid. Let's say I've been dating somebody for about a month, even if it's only like a month or two months, and then we have to, one of us has to move or something. I feel like at that point I could do it, but if I haven't built that foundation with the person yet, I just don't know. Like it's hard for me to build that foundation once someone has already gone. Because it makes me doubt is, are we ever going to be together again? Like are we ever going to be together in the same region ever again? I suppose you're you are a better communicator than I am. I try to be. Like I hate not knowing something. I hate there not being something clear between myself and somebody else. Well, I'm just saying like in general, like you just text more, you you're able like you're more efficient. I try to be. And I'm a shitty communicator. So I would fail, probably. I wouldn't say hundred percent fail, but there is for me, long distance would be tough. Um, cause I need that, I need like, I really, really need the face to face interaction conversation to feel some, some sort of connection. Like, but I, isn't that what FaceTime's giving you? Well, I get, but it's not, the, for me, it's not the same. I mean, it's, it's similar. Well, it should never be the same. But it's not, I need like, so I need to have dinner with somebody, lunch with somebody, talk to them, get to know them, go out for a walk with them. Like you can do some stuff on FaceTime, and it's, I guess it's, it's it's allows for more avenues and more availability. Um, but I doubt I would be successful. But then again, who knows? Because the right girl comes around, the right person comes around, and you're like, oh well, you know, I'll I'll jump through every hoop possible for this person. So now, can it be situational? And I I bring that up because we're I, I'm applying this to our points in our lives where. Yeah, yeah. People are, I mean, you either know people that are graduated or just finishing up undergrad. Yeah, yeah. So let's apply it to this time of our lives. So you're at this point where maybe someone's going off to grad school. Yeah. Something like that, where it might be only like a, a year or two or something, depending on what they're doing. It's not like they're actually just picking up and moving. 
and you know that there's a finite time that this person's going to be away before you guys could eventually reconvene. Yeah. Could you handle that? Because yeah. that's, I think feel like that's a different scenario. I think it's different too because you have a you have a set set situation. And plus you know like so for example, I have a friend who their partner goes to grad school in a certain state down south and they just moved down there after a year to be with them. You know? And so, but they're going to be there for another two years in grad school together, then they're going to move back to somewhere else or stay there. That's like a fair statement, right? Because you know, like, okay, now we've been together for a year. It's actually kind of getting serious. Maybe I'll take the leap to go be with them, find a job in that area or whatever. You know what I mean? There is definitely avenues. And it seems to be more of a solid foundation because, again, you have that trust that, hey, you're going there to better yourself or to gain some kind of special education or what have you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it'd be, it'd be easier. Not easy, easier. None of it's ever easy. That scenario you just described with somebody, that's kind of like you have to know damn well what you're doing. You have to know damn well what you're doing and what your plan is and know that there's probably going to be people that don't support the move that you're making, like winging it like that, just picking up and moving down to be with the person. You kind of have to be like, you know what, you got to be all in and committed to this because if not, there's really no going back to what you originally had. That's true. But at 24, 25, we should be making all kinds of mistakes. Yes, there's making mistakes, but there's like, there's making mistakes that could drastically change the path of your life for the next 20, 30 years. How so? I'm thinking more of just along the lines of professionally. I mean, un unless if, you know, God willing, there's a position or there's something, if whatever you're going for doesn't work out that you can fall back into in a certain, I, it always depends on the scenario you're in. So, so... You mentioned that, but oh, what's the stat now? I just saw recently yesterday that said that people under the age of forty, or by the time, so people by the time they reach forty today, like, by the time people reach, reach, okay, let me see. By the time people are reaching forty today, they have moved on average seventeen times. Seventeen times. Seventeen times. Different jobs. Different locations. 17 different locations? Yeah. That can't be the average. That's what we're seeing in some places. I can't even imagine There's no that. loyalty anymore. Oh. You're chasing You're chasing pennies. I mean, not, you're not really chasing pennies. But you're chasing opportunities. You're chasing sure. raises. Um, I mean, seriously, think about it. 17 times, though. I don't know if I... I, I mean that's that's, a, that's, a, that's that might be a lot, but still it's the average the average money will have what five or six different careers, like different career fields. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting your numbers. These are I just, these I don't are, know if I believe that. No, you happen to be an, you happen to be an outlier in the real well, world application. I don't like to speak on the my future, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but. 
proceed. You tend to have a you tend to have a direct path of what you want to do. I try to, and if I don't feel like I have it, then I try to create it for myself, and maybe <laughs> that's where I get myself into trouble. But at the same time, if I don't see something that's working out for me and my sake and my future and you know my well being, I'm gonna go and make changes to that. Uh, so, but people do that, and then okay, here's seventeen. But here's times? what happens. I mean, don't get hooked on the number. But here's what happens, right? Because let's say you get into a job at twenty three, you realize. Oh shit! The people that are supervising me or managing me are thirty-seven, forty-eight, and fifty-four. Well, they gotta work at least another, probably even the oldest ones probably gonna work another ten, fifteen years. So now you've got at least ten, fifteen years of being a junior level associate to to give you an like a, a not a manager, or you work there for two years. Make the hop to a different company as a manager. Make the hop to, you know what I mean? That's how you hop around. And next thing you know, you've moved jobs or locations 17 times. That's one way to screw up your retirement, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, well, retirement. <laughs> well, then again, I mean, retirement's going to be dead by the time we're 40 That's why I always, 50. I always tell people, get a financial planner, invest in yourself, learn the stock market, learn the stock market for yourself, make investments yourself. Don't, don't rely on company-laden retirement plans let's get back on track do you know i mean this is just the part of the time where we'll bring up examples do you know any friends outside of the one you just mentioned but any friends anybody you know that's tried this any advice they've given anything they've said that was like you know traumatic or sucky from their experience of trying long distance oh, like, what, like what have what have you heard is the common theme cheating yeah i i think that's the first one we can name <laughs> yeah lack of trust um, insecurity. Um, when we say heightened and everything's heightened, we're not joking. Like the smallest thing, but in the end, it's the biggest thing. It's trust, and no, these that things is are so sensitive. Like these things are real. Like every little detail, right, can be over over analyzed, over processed, over thought about. One second. Like the smallest little thing will be looked at or if, if there's no trust because if you are an insecure person or lacking in trust of your partner oh they ain't texting back right away they didn't do this they didn't do that they didn't do this they didn't do that next thing you know you're driving yourself absolutely crazy so these things are legitimate because you're not there seeing them. I'll see people doing that in relationships where they're actually near each other. I couldn't even imagine them trying to do it long distance. That's what I'm saying, right? Because that's why it's so rare. It's it is honestly super rare, super rare, and the toxicity level because it they can turn toxic so fast, and once it's toxic, there's no saving it. Like there's just and people try to save them, and they stay in them way too long, and next you know. Everyone's pissed off at the end. It ends up being a bad breakup because it just turns toxic. Now, would you say more often than not, I, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but more often than not, you're seeing that in the, you know, no timetable long distance relationships versus the ones where you know, like you're going to reconvene at some point or is it just kind of all over the board? I mean, it tends to be, it tends to be much more stronger, I guess, in the no time, no timetable. Because think about, like, so, for example, like, the military, right? Those ones are pretty usually okay. There's usually a set standard of time, or there tries to be a set standard of time. There has to it be... It can be inconsistent. 
it can be, but at least it's they're they're doing some kind of constructive good. They can talk to you. They can write you. Those, I mean, tend to last a little bit longer. Those have a lot of different like worries in them, though. I think yeah. military relationships are just kind of in their own little section. You know, you know what we should do. We should get a friend up here that can discuss this better. All right, that's that's one of the next podcasts. At some point, we're gonna get a <laughs> military personnel up here to discuss this better. Actually, let me see. Let me see if I can get someone on the horn for you. One second. All right. Well, while you do that, I'll continue with my. I'll go into a little bit of story about my short, I guess, one and a half relationships involving uh, long distance relationships. So, girlfriend number two at one point was. I mean, it's it was an hour and a half away from Columbus. So it really wasn't anything long distance, really. It was like a college relationship. So yes, the big foundations that we've talked about on this podcast so far, trust is a big one. No matter how well you know somebody, there tends to be just a level of, uh, the best way to put it is just you're you're, you're nervous. Like you you can have so much trust in a person, but there's always going to be that little doubt in the back of your mind in a long distance relationship that, you know, this is, it's possible. You hate to think like that, but you also have to be careful. No good on the, on the call. Oh, they didn't give me an answer, so. Call to the bullpen. But no, what I was going to is, I'll, I'll start in one of the stories on girlfriend number one. It's no matter what, or number two, no matter how much trust you have in somebody, there's always going to be that little amount of doubt in the back of your head. And un- unfortunately that sucks. It's the case. But you can trust this person all in the world, but there's always those stigmas surrounding long-distance relationships that you can always just be nervous with under underneath your skin. Yeah. I mean, so my buddy, I am texting right now. His girlfriend's in Belgium. What's the story behind this? I don't need any major details. I mean, uh, they, they just happened to meet one day and... Meet when he was overseas there or like... No, he was learning French, so she and she was learning Spanish. So they were kind of tutoring each other online. So this is one of those online dating type of things we've been talking about yeah. in this part. And then it comes to fruition, they start dating, they start, you know. So while it's not an official online dating website, they technically, you know. They fell, yeah, but now yeah. They've, they've been back and forth. She's been here a few times, actually. So, so they, there's actually been some face-to-face contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like, they've been in the States a few times. Um, so, I mean, that's... And it works. There are some definitely rough patches and stuff that... How long has it been going for? About a year, year and a half. I know we don't have him on the docket, so we can't really get this from his point of view, but I'll try to get as much as I can out of your side. On those relationships where they're built online, <laughs> does it feel like... I don't know, like the distractions can be a little bit more heightened because, you know, you haven't actually been around the person much in person. I think Catfish helped this out a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Catfish, I think. Like it helps that he's actually met her in person, but I feel like a lot of these online ones, like I know we've had our good friend on on the phone a couple of days ago and he's done some just exclusively on those online dating sites and it's like, you know, no matter how committed you are to them, I think those are more likely where you're going to fall into those distractions and temptations. Yeah, no, I mean, online dating is definitely a 
there is some more level of insecurity is involved or trust. Like, like you obviously just feel more because you have more questions and answers. You haven't maybe met the person in person yet. Um, there are some things that go into it that can that can cause some more insecurities and trust issues as well too. I'm just trying to put a couple things together because I I personally have never really fallen into this category. Like what convinces people that these online and long distance things are more plentiful than just what they could have in front of them in real life and going out and meet people around them? Is it just who they are? Is it just what their social life is? Like what are all the criteria that go into that? Some people are just super busy. People don't have time to go out and actually meet people and date. So, but then again, we have apps like Tinder and Bumble and whatnot, which oh, tend are, to be those more. Are, re- those those tend are hookup apps. Not, all, I mean, if you've ever been on one of those, people intend that that's not what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, but okay, I mean, they try to be dating apps and they're trying to do that, but realistically, okay, let's go with your favorite then, Hinge. You said that's not one of those. That's not my favorite. That's Zach's favorite, but okay. <laughs> My point is though is that these are regional dating apps like people in your area. That's- same with same with match.com, eHarmony, Christian Mingle. So Catholic Match. I guess the question is is these online long distance relationships are these becoming more rarer then as the generations come along? More rare? They're more rare to be long distance versus in your area because of how dating apps have grown. Um, like, are we almost seeing... No, I disagree. Are we starting to see more of people meeting each other nearby and then moving away as our long distance? Yeah. Versus meeting people online long distance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you see way more people like, okay, let's, for example, person X and person Y meet in Columbus. Person Y decides that I got a better job offer in Seattle, Washington. Now, person Y moves. A person exits from Columbus. Next thing you know, they're trying to try it out. They might give it four to six months and see what happens. I think it's more, um, especially with our age. I think it's more uh, apparent when we're in school. I think and school, school especially the- especially going to a school like Ohio State, where you meet sixty thousand different people. I mean. Your odds are is you're going to meet somebody that's planning on moving back home to wherever they're from after graduation. And as unfortunate as that sounds, that technically happened to me. And it happens to a lot of different people that I know too. And I think those are where most likely happens for our age group. For our age group, it tends to be more of meeting people in school. We're not really to that stage in our lives yet where we're meeting people and we're getting settled down, but they get another job somewhere else. And then it kind of splits like that. We're not there yet. We're damn near close. We, oh, trust me, I turned 24 this year, man. I Trust me, I know we're really close. You're old. I know I am. Um, when we get back, what are we going to go with? We had a couple different options on the table. Uh, well, my, mine got nixed, so we're going to go with the other one. Uh, so let's go with the question of should you keep high school friends and if you should, how would you keep them? You heard the man. We'll do that in the next segment. All right. So we're moving on to dealing with high school friends. This is basically the way I'll put it, looking at it. So kind of double hedging on this topic is how do you go about keeping high school friends once you obviously graduate high school, move on to college, and then move on to your early 20s and the rest of your, your life? And I guess 
you can also tail the end of that question and say, should you? Sal, you came up with this topic, and I'm kind of interested why this came to your mind and what kind of trick, not details of why it triggered to you, but what, what makes it important? So for me, I guess, um, I'd say great pride in making sure I at least talk to some, at least some, if not most, of my friends from high school or grade school. Try to catch up with them maybe once every few months. Give them a quick call. How's life? How's everything going? Um, I mean, I put a lot of effort into making sure that I keep those relationships alive, at least to a certain degree. You know, making sure that they just know them. I'm in their I'm in their corner, right? Because someone's thinking about them. Someone's also someone's caring for them. Um, and if they're, you never know if they're having a bad day. Um, how your how your random text or phone call might cheer them up. And so, I but don't genu- you also believe in the idea that you can outgrow those things? I mean, naturally we do. It's just it's a part of life. Yeah, naturally you do. But I also believe that you can also keep fostering. At least for me. So maybe it's my personality that kind of keeps fostering these things, and um, I'm able to grab help. I'm able to gravitate towards people and connect with people. So maybe that's just me. Um, you outgrow some things for sure. Like I don't. I used to send a heartfelt message every holiday for to all my friends and my contacts. That doesn't happen so much anymore. Um, so you gotta grow some things, but I still have to maybe give a call or a text every few months just to say I'm checking up on you, see how life is going. I I'm trying to figure out ways to attack this topic because I, personally for me I don't really think it applies. Like I don't feel like I necessarily have to just reach out to people at random times, but it's like if I cross paths with them. I'm not going to just ignore their existence. I'm going to, you know, take the time and whatnot. Right. I feel like that's more my forte, and I feel like that turn, tends to be a lot of other people's way, ways of handling it. I don't know. I, I don't know how to really describe how I feel about this topic other than, you know, the ones that carried on past high school were more than just high school ones, and the ones that didn't were just... You know, they were part of life. You know, you ask anybody, it happens. You, you're you close with people in high school you're not close with now. It happens. No, you're not close, but I guess. But even to the sense of what you're talking about, yeah. the examples you used, that's pretty, I mean, I don't hear a lot of people doing what you do. Like, like we, said, we, you and I went out with a friend from high school about a month or, or month, two months ago. And quite honestly, it was the first time I had real contact with her in over like two years. Yeah. I Maybe I'm just weird. Shit. Well, you do tend to stay connected with a lot of people more often than others do. I mean, but then just you also by nature. have like, wait, Yeah, but you also then have so like obviously I'm not close with everyone anymore, right? I'm not like super close with all my friends in high school. But you still at least for me, I try to keep a fostered relationship. Um but what like what level are you looking for? I mean, because I think everybody can kind of agree on like the if you're passing by each other, you acknowledge your existence and say hi and ask them what's up. But it feels like you're like two steps above that with a lot of different people that you're not super close with. And you're not talking to them like once a week, 
but you keep a lot of them in like that that range I'm talking about, just yeah. above. Well, I guess for me, it's cordial. I value deep conversation and deep. So I mean, for example, I talked to a buddy last week who was in spring training for baseball, having a rough go of it, kind of. Um, hadn't been placed on a team yet, and he I called him and he said. His first thing was when I when I talked to him was, oh yeah I'm I'm hitting okay I'm playing I'm like I don't want to know how you're doing like I know, I know your stats I, I can see your stats, I want to know how you are mentally physically spiritually are you healthy, are you going to church you know what I mean I wanted to know everything else and that's how I treat every friendship, like I want to know how you're actually doing like I actually care when I ask you, and I think some people just kind of pass it by like how are you. Oh, I'm fine. And people just keep on moving, like, right? Because we can't say, how are you? Oh, I'm actually in the baddest. Like, I'm actually not feeling too well. See, but aren't there a lot of different factors involving that? Like, yes, there's certain people, maybe from high school, that you would do that as like a blow off a method. Others, I don't really think it really matters who the person is. It's just, I don't know. Like, what's the example of? Is it just seeing people on the street? Is it just a simple reach out, like, through message or something? Like, I don't know. I, I think the different scenarios kind of yield different responses. I mean, maybe. I I tend to be pretty consistent, so maybe I get... Maybe I'm just the outlier. You tend to be. I mean, you know everything about people that we went to school with and you'll say something and I'm like, wait, that really happened? Like, what? Haven't even heard from that person in over five years. Like, there's many scenarios where you do that and I'm just like, what in the world's going on? You'll, it's like, well, you're known. Let this be known on record that he has the 411 on everybody. <laughs> but my point is, is that more pertaining to people we went to school with you seem to know everything that's going on with them, and I don't see any of it. Now, maybe that's just the avenues I look to. Maybe I'm not actively seeking it out like you are. Like, I don't know. Like, We also engaged in a lot of way different friend groups in high school, too. Well, because you were more all over the place and diverse, and I kind of kept a smaller circle. So I, I guess in that essence, yes, you're right. Well, you know, when you can, you know, you can co-switch conversation styles. What do you mean? <laughs> Um, I mean, I have the unique ability to relate to most people. Now, the one area I failed at, I regret a lot, <laughs> is I never really... Oh, we can go into a bunch of high school regrets right now if you wanted to. No, no, no. But one thing I regret is that I never really became friends with some of the people in the arts. Um, some people that sang, acted. I, I failed miserably on that front. So you're um, categorizing people that like no people that people that did the arts people that people that acted. Well, why did that matter to you? Why 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 is that an over? Why do you feel like you need to overcompensate for that? Thinking hindsight twenty twenty. Uh. Were you just worried about having the diverse connections, diverse friend groups across all spectrums? No, or what? I felt like I just like didn't take time to get to know them and, and, and treat them as like treat people that were in the arts well I mean properly. To, get, to get to know someone I feel like you also need to know you guys share common interests and that's true last that's time true. I checked I don't really see you having any interest in 
any of those fields. No, you're so right. So if, I mean, I, I can think of many people off the top of my head that fit into those categories. And I, same here, I really didn't converse with those people in those categories either. And it's because I didn't really match in what they held interest in. Well, that's fair too. I mean, I just like to, I, I mean, I guess it's like being well-rounded, being diverse, being well-liked. But I feel like you almost want to overcompensate for that. Thinking hindsight 2020, obviously, because everything's in the past now. It's been five years now that yeah, you yeah. think about it, which is scary to think about. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just what I'm getting the vibe from you on that. No, I mean, I do like, I have a hard time not being liked, which is another problem. At some degree, right? Yeah, you need to just learn not to give a fuck, honestly. Yeah, like, well, that's, <laughs> that's a great way to put it and tough to do. It is for some people. I mean... Yeah, for you, I guess it's it's, it's easier, which is why I'm in the business I am, because if I didn't, then I would just curl up into a ball. Like, Right. That's what happens. Now, for you, on the other hand, it's it's never really been something you had to address. The business I'm in is different, though. I mean, the, you know, what I mean, a lot different. The, so what I what I do is I it's everything is relational based. It's based on it's based on recognizing people's human dignity in every aspect, treating people they respect consistently over time, every single day. So it's different, right? Because like I have to continually care how I treat somebody. Um. I think you're doing a little bit too much trying to overanalyze what your profession and job is right now and what you tend to be. I mean, oh. regardless if you are working this job or not, you are still going to be that person. That's true, too. <laughs> that is uh, that is. True I, I think we can obviously say that. I mean, I'm a person that, super, that cares to a fault. Why is, okay, I'll put yourself in, I'll put myself in your shoes and ask why you can't have some of the characteristics because I think we do differ a lot in this area. Why can't you see someone's comment on something about you and just let it go or not, not let it go is the best way to put it, but like not take it to heart, not let it bother you. Not, I mean, fill in the blank. Well, that's a good question, Colin. That's a good question. I think, let me, let me try to answer this question. Um, why can't I think I the not? easiest way from my end is that you, we can't aim to please everybody. We can't aim to make everybody the happiest customer. We can't make everybody love us. It's not going to happen. You know, you tend historically, you have more enemies than you do friends. Naturally, that's just the case. It's going to happen. And you got to be able to look past it. I mean, I've dealt with it all my life. I, I tend to have a brash personality, which allows for a lot of those enemies to develop, whether I was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, or where I am at 24 right now, what I'll be when I'm 40. It's always going to be the case. I feel like you just need to understand that it's not going to happen. You can try all you want, but it's not going to happen. And you need to get, get past it and understand that you cannot let it affect you because there's people that think otherwise. Yeah, well, shit. If I figure it out, I'll let you know. How about that? Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, right now, I mean, I still, yeah. I mean, that's like a, definitely a growing point, right? Because you have to be able to accept the fact that you won't be liked by everybody. And that's something I'm learning new. Like, it's like a new thing for me to learn. Because I have always been well-liked. I have always been well-received. Um, and still learning how that happens, right? Because 
being more being more staunch, being more being more stand firmish. It requires me to also um in some cases say things that people might not want to hear, right? Because I what I learned what I learned kind of recently, like really recently, is that you can't conform to everyone's opinion. And you definitely can't make everyone happy. And I well, learned you're that, learning that. That's I'm learning good. that every single day because yeah. that's I mean it's it would, someone said something recently. Um Spill the tea, this weekend. Spill huh? the tea. Spill the tea. So he was we were at a we were at an event on Saturday this weekend, Saturday. And he was talking this this guy was talking about how he met his his now wife. And she was she was evangelical, he was Catholic. And she really wasn't interested in dating a Catholic. I mean, she didn't really like Catholics much at all. And he said, because they had a rough five months, first five months dating, they had a rough time dating. And he said, he's like, you know, what's really stuck with me the most was that you don't have to love that I'm Catholic, but you have to accept it because it's part of who I am. And I was like, well, damn, that's that's a deep, deep, I mean, think about it, that's like a really deep point, right? Because... Thinking about relationships in general, if we just look at relationships, you don't have to love everything about about me, but you do have to accept everything about me because that's who I am. It's that's what my makeup is. I'm not gonna change my makeup, right? I can I can change right. um I can't change who I am intrinsically as a person. And so that's that's a deep point because I have to do better at making sure that I um I think about it making sure that I don't change for people. I just stay I just stay myself completely through and through no matter what. But what's weird with your situation is it's not like you know, typically you're seeing someone change for like an individual that, right, that right. they want in their life. You're constantly changing for several groups of people at once. Like that's just been your nature. Yeah, so naturally, like natural chameleon, right? Natural. It's almost like yes, you're a chameleon. You're playing <coughs> two different lives, like however you want to put it. I tend to, f- I connect with people, so I can tend to, I can tend to fit into a lot of different crevices very well. But again, it's not like, um, I mean, I fit into things well, and I can kind of go in and out pretty easily. Kind of go through groups different easily, um. But I, I've also like conformed to some things, or, or let things slide. Especially, especially that I do that a lot, is I let things slide. I let things go. I'm like, oh, I'll just leave it alone. It's just the group of people I'm with. Um, I won't comment. I won't say something that's that I, I disagree with. And whereas now I'm getting more like, no, fuck that. I should just get something, say something, right? Like just take care of it. Um. So. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, yeah, I can definitely, I can still, because I'll never lose that ability to flow in and out of conversations. That won't ever change. But what what needs to change, what will change, is the ability to um, be my be my authentic self throughout each changing moment. That's a good way to put it because I I feel like. With that mentality, a lot of things would plain hindsight twenty twenty, but a lot of what happened in high school in those years would probably be a lot different now. A, oh a yeah, lot of, a lot of ways would be handled handled um, with just that simple mindset. 
don't know. I mean, to be we, honest with you, most high school friends these days, if we got into a room together, dude, oh my gosh, we probably uh, get into I'm a just, massive fight. I mean, I, yeah, I reach out to them, talk to them, and stuff, and I, I definitely care about them. But sometimes we might get into an argument about some things that need to to be discussed. Let's not get into details in terms of people we're talking about. No, I just I'm just but, saying. No, 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 no. But I want to I want to transition this topic before we wrap up for tonight. Oh, I know there's probably someone out there. I don't know who's all listening to this. I'm not checking it. But I'm assuming that probably someone that went to high school with us is listening to this. If that's the case, thank you for listening. Uh, but I feel like with it coming up on our five, fifth year anniversary coming up, we need to at least discuss some things we've noticed in the five years. We can address maybe certain groups and whatnot. No names involved in anything. But like, what has stood out to you from what you've seen from afar? What do you mean? About just the 200 and what was it? Or it was like 180 people we graduated with. What have we seen in the five years since? What has surprised us? What is, I mean, we could go probably for hours with this. To me, my biggest thing was that 90% of you all stayed home for college. Is that a problem now? I mean, we don't like massive debt. Oh my goodness. Y'all are all rich. Um, We don't pay for the experience. We pay for the education. Okay, whatever. Um, one thing I've noticed is that um, some people tend to stay super close. Like some people like get closer when they leave college, and some folks tend to kind of spread apart. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not with it anymore, right? I'm like, you mean after college? No, after after high school. After, after high, high school, school, yeah. Okay. I was just saying, they tend to be like after high school, they're like, oh, we're gonna get really close now, or I'm not with it. That's just because you you develop a new community whatever whichever school you go to. I think that has a lot to do with it. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, outside of you two, I have kept minimal connections with anybody related to that school. No, that's true. Very minimal. I think what else that noticed is um, we're still all finding our way. Like for the there are some there are a select few people who are have a direct path of where they want to be in the next five years. Sure. But for the most of us, we're all kind of like, we all have an idea of what yeah. we think we might want to be at. But I guarantee you, if we look back in 20 years, we'll be like, what the, how this happened? How did this happen? What were, more like, what were we thinking? <laughs> I think for a lot you know, of us. You know, I was in a, I was in Delaware recently with a buddy of mine. I was telling about the about us our high school days in Delaware, and he's like, "Y'all drove an hour to Delaware for some festivities." I was like, "We were crazy, bro. We were crazy." Man, that after prom was one for the it ages. Wasn't, it wasn't just one time though. It was like it happened uh, a few it was, times. It was one time for me. I was never the big party person in high school. Well, it happened to me a few times. I've been in Delaware. Well, I'm aware because I know who we're referring to and what was the host and whatnot. And we all know how that story went. Blessed. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Certainly is one way to put it. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think in five years is too short of a time period to say, like, we see massive changes. But yeah, we but do. But it really isn't, though. You see I, massive changes? Yeah. Go find it. I, I'll run into someone randomly and I, I can barely recognize them. 
I mean, I guess I have. Five changed. years is a lot of change, man. I guess I'm thinking about like I have changed massively. So if I, you know, what I mean, I mean, so if I half of them couldn't even pick me up off the street, they saw me standing on the side. They wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even recognize me. Oh, because you got both heads now. Well, for the most part, but I, I'm you saying, have... I'm saying there's a there's a lot of changes regardless if it's physical, mental, uh, just. All, all those categories, people have changed a lot in certain areas of those. I agree. I agree. I mean, I can think of a couple. I mean, I, I knew people that were just wild childs in high school and whatnot, and I see them in an office setting, and they seem all nice and sophisticated and, you know, well-rounded, and it's like the, you definitely weren't like that five years ago. I'll tell you that right now. Well, maturity levels <laughs> tend to grow a little bit as we get older, so. Tend to hope so, right? That um, is true. But we appreciate everybody tuning in and, you know, we could go on for hours talking about our high school gossip, but we won't bore you with that. Um, again, we appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. It means a lot to us and we hope to do a lot more. I know Sal's been talking about introducing some camera action and maybe like streaming this type of thing. We'll see how that works out or whatever we can do. I know we've had some expertise in camera uh, operation before, but... For Sal, this is CB. We appreciate all the time you took to listen to this 50-minute podcast, and we will be back for episode number five next week. Thank you.